Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas, I got Uriah yet again. And we are recording on the eve of free agency. The eve. Episode 199, Lucas. I know, man. We're going to be having, uh, for the 200th episode, which is our next recording, we're going to have a returning guest who is very special to our hearts. But it's the eve. And we already, we've already gotten some pretty major news because at 5 p.m. today, which is June 29th, Players had to decide whether or not they were going to opt in or out of their contracts. And that includes the Sixers' very own James Harden. So you're right. You want to take it away? Yes, sir. So $47 million in one year, Lucas. That's a lot of money. That's a hell of a lot of money. And James Harden... James Harden declined that option. And this is... Yeah, this is from Woj. Pretty much, if you're listening... Everything that we talk about tonight is verified through Adrian Wojnarowski or Shams. He tweeted a few hours ago, 76er star James Harden has declined his $47.3 million option and has become a free agent. He keeps the real possibility of negotiating a new deal that would deliver the Sixers roster building flexibility and free agency, including the use of a full $10.5 million exception. So Lucas, what's going through your head right now? So a lot of things you're right. Honestly, if you look at it, look at it like this from a couple different perspectives, let's look about it from James Harden, the legacy. Cause for the past two years, you're right. He's forced himself out of two different cities has not been very much a team player, Mm -hmm. except for maybe that first season in Brooklyn, right? Right. This is the type of move to help his, not his legacy per se. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Legacy, yeah. Yeah. Legacy and not being thought of as like just a guy trying to go after the bag. He's trying to win a championship. Mm -hmm. And he's being a team player. And obviously, it helps when you have your favorite general manager of all time and Daryl Morey in the front office. He has arguably, outside of Kevin Durant, his best teammate ever in Joel Embiid. I think that's fair to say, too. Right. And then you have a really good head coach in Doc Rivers, who, I mean, I'm, we, yeah, we give Doc his, his comeuppance on here sometimes. But, like, at the end of the day, Doc Rivers is a good coach, and I think there's a level of respect there. And I think he he has real admiration for Tyrese Maxey as well. So this helps James Harden, the person, and as the basketball legend in defining his legacy. So that's really good. I agree. That's a good take. I had not thought of that yet, the idea that Mm -hmm. to help repair any of the negative perspective that was brought on by how he ended his 
professional relationship in Houston, as well as what happened in Brooklyn to come to the Sixers, come in, fit in, lead by quote unquote example, uh, didn't have the best postseason, but, and you've mentioned this before, he's probably hampered by that hamstring, but beyond that, yes, repairing his, his legacy Mm -hmm. is important. I think he sees this opportunity with this team, with this coach, with Embiid. He sees this as the window closing, and he's made mm-hmm. so much money over the years, tens of millions of dollars. This is his best opportunity to finish his career, to contend for a championship. And the, the fact that, like you said before, he's working with Daryl Morey. He knows that Morey is in the mix to try and get two of his former teammates who would fit in nicely with this team. I think this is a good thing across the board for James Harden and the Sixers franchise. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I, obviously he's in a win now, so, you know, win now mode. And, you know, he said that at the end of the season, whatever it takes to win a championship, he's willing to do. I will say um, you, you mentioned two teammates and one of them we'll get to, to a second here, but Eric Gordon's off the table now. You're right. There's no way that they can get him now that they've gotten for him. money yeah. reasons. For money reasons. Yeah, trade trade reasons. Yeah, they don't have the money to trade for him unless they do a bigger deal with Tobias Harris, which I just don't see happening right now. Um, but let's let's go ahead and jump into like you know, there was a couple different things here that you know was reported by both Adrian Wojnarowski and Bobby Marks of ESPN. And a follow-up tweet by Woj. Woj said this: "This, this, you know, restructuring a deal, signing a new deal for cheaper, would allow the the ability for them to do a, like a sign and trade or use the full mid-level exception, which is very important, as well as the four four point one biannual exception as well, as well as you know any minimum contracts they want to give out, but." You're you're right. Those those three things are really important, right? And I think the two things that we really got to think here is the full mid level ex- exception for non taxpayer, as well as the four point one million biannual exception. Because mm-hmm. you're right. You've seen Twitter to know enough, and I've seen Twitter to know enough, and most of the people listening know what's what the Sixers are planning on doing. They're going after P.J. Tucker, and we talked about this last podcast. But according to Bobby Marks, if Harden takes around, let's say, thirty-seven to thirty-eight million, that opens up that the ability for the Sixers to sign, you know, P.J. Tucker for about three years, thirty million, which is about the mid-level exception. Right. So that opens that up, Uriah. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a big deal. Look, I'm sure that James Harden has had conversations with obviously Daryl Morey, probably Mm -hmm. other teammates on the Sixers. They look at what he did in the Miami series, the impact that he had hustling, knocking down corner threes, playing defense. PJ Tucker really personifies what this city is about. So to have him on this roster, I think James Harden knows what he's doing in terms of taking less money so that someone like Tucker can fit under the, the salary cap. So I, I think it's it's a no-brainer, and, and I think that Harden was very aware and probably did this for that purpose. So let, let me um before we got on, I told Lucas that on Twitter someone had had kind of come at me a little bit. Someone who was on the podcast, uh, I think two summers ago, 
is a former guest. Lucas, do you want to take a guess who it was? I just gave you. You said two summers two ago. Two summers ago, he was a did guest. Did he ever? Did he ever write for the site? No. Two summers ago, um, is he? He cursed. He, he cursed. Oh, Spike asked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not surprising. Okay. What did he say? What did Spike say? Of course, it was about James Harden, right? So okay. Yeah. Spike tweeted uh, over an hour ago. It's good that Harden is taking less than the option, but. And he put the butt in there. Everyone else saw him play last season too. He could opt in for next year, but who knows what the market is for him after that. It's probably in his best financial interest to sign long-term, even if less AAV. So I just said, I'm just thinking, what, what's the point of saying, but why are we going to like question his motive? So I said, realistically, there's no, but except that he's our point guard, not except, but accept that he's our point guard and the player we got for Ben. No reason to doubt the decision. He retorted and said, you're a weird cat. <laughs> and then I you followed up with something. I, I, I feel like this, Spike might not even remember being on our show, to be honest. No, he would know. He, yeah, would know. he knows. He knows. He, he knows. Because he, okay. he's responded to my emails in the past. I've emailed okay. Ricky about that uh, okay. stuff. Yeah. But no. I didn't. I didn't take offense to that. It's just yeah. him being him. Spike, yeah, Spike being Spike. Look, um, is Spike wrong? Maybe not. No, I, yeah, I don't think he's. Wrong. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, analytically the right, you know, perception of it. But at the end of the day, look, James Harden, even last year with all the hamstring stuff, was still an All Star level player. And if you can get him for around 37, 38, which is what Bobby Marks is saying here, that's a good deal to me. I don't know about you guys. You know, one <laughs> of the playmakers in the NBA. And if you can get him on three years for that amount, I think that's like a hundred and like, I have to do the math, but it's probably like a hundred and twenty ish dollars, maybe like a hundred and um, like, 14, I ever get the exact number. I'm not good with math off the top of my head like that. But point being is I would take that deal in a second. If yeah. you could get that pardon, like, yeah, it's it's a good deal. And, you know, if they can get like a stipulation, like partially guaranteed the third year, like Chris Paul's deal or whatever, you, you do it. Like right. that would be even better. But, you know, we haven't heard anything about any partial guarantees. That's just me speculating. Like, please don't aggregate me. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that being said, like, is it the wrong take? No. But I felt like it, it might have been a little bit of an emotional take. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed unnecessary. But it is what it is. We move on. That's not the only free agent news that we have. Heading into it. And the biggest one for most Sixers fans, because we've been connected to this player in the past, is Bradley Beal, who has declined his $36 million option to become a free agent. According to Woj, Washington Wizards star Bradley Beal has declined his $36.4 million option and beca- become a free agent. His agent, Mark Bartelstein of Priority Sports Tells ESPN, Beal is eligible to sign a five-year max to return to the Wizards or sign a four-year deal elsewhere. So, Uri, what do you think of the decision? Well, Bradley Beal, he just turned 29 years old on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. 
He's averaged 23 points, 4.7 rebounds, six assists in uh, 40 games last year. He had season-ending wrist surgery in February. He's a multiple-time All-Star. The guy can get buckets. And I think Mm -hmm. for him to know his worth, to know that he spent 10 years of his life in Washington, he couldn't get it done, it's no surprise that he wants to test the waters and, and see if he can win somewhere else. So I'm I'm not surprised. Do I think the Sixers have what it takes to bring him to Philly? I don't know. I think you mentioned Tobias Harris possibly being part of a uh, some type of trade. He would have know. to. He would have to be. Yeah. He, yeah. He would have to because he makes so much money. Yeah. So I, I don't know if Beal is still in the mix. I'm assuming so because he was the player that Joel Embiid, his own record, is wanting even before James Harden. So I, I'm not surprised. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to stay in Washington. I was like, look, this dude said himself that he wants to win, and they're not winning anything in Washington. What would you think of it? Look, this is he's going to go back to Washington to get that max. You think so? I think so. I really do. Like, okay, let's look at realistic landing options for him right now. Maybe the Knicks, but they seem kind of honed in on another player that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. You could say maybe the uh, – no, not the Pistons. They've taken on too much money now. Maybe Portland. Maybe if they can clear up some extra space. Dallas would have to do so much maneuvering to get him on the books. It just doesn't seem like he – like it seems very unlikely he goes somewhere else. So if Beal – Beal, I could see returning, and then in two or three years, we talk about how he wants out. That's that's where I see this Beal thing going. You're right. He, he can either take $36 million right now going into next season, or he could and extend a new off of deal. That. Right, and then they could do $251 million for five years, or he could do yeah. a four-year deal, $186 million. Yeah. So That's yeah. a lot of money to leave on the table. It is. I, I would not do it. Um, <laughs> so... That being said, Uriah, I see this more of a let me get my bag now, worry about where I land later. But I'll, I'm going to say this, Uriah, based off his health and his age, mm-hmm. Beal's contract could end up being one of the worst ones in the NBA in about two or three years. I don't. I hope that's not the case for him because he's a great player and I, I like his game. But looking at it from an analytical standpoint and his history injury, like history, injury history problems, like it could be a real problem. So the Wizards are definitely taking a risk. And like clearly him being the best player on that team has not gotten them anywhere. Yeah. Well, they, well looking at the at the I'm looking at the games played in his entire career. He's played 60 or more games in, let's see, out of 10 seasons one two three four five six so six percent. yeah okay that's not terrible it's not great but it's not terrible yeah i mean joel and bead probably would have similar numbers by the time he gets to year 10 that being said hopefully that's not the case but who knows um i just look i don't think the sixers are prioritizing bradley deal right now it I just, if I'm the Sixers, I keep Maxi. I focus on just developing him because honestly, I think he can be just as good as the player, but without the injury history, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, why not? Let's see where it goes. I'm, I'm more willing to do that. And the Sixers clearly, with 
the the Anthony Melton trade are still trying to keep the roster relatively young so it can can compete for several years versus just going for old veterans because I think looking back at the draft they probably could have gotten Eric Gordon but they went with Melton and I think it's a do you think that maxi ceiling is higher than Beal I think that Look, Beal's a three-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA, right? Right. After 10 seasons? Right. Am I saying that that's not impossible? I think, yeah, I think that's possible. Like, I'm not saying Max is going to be a better player, but in terms of getting, like, the same amount of accolades, three All-Star games, and one All-NBA selection by year 10, Mm -hmm. I think that's possible. Could he get more? Possibly, but... I say that would be a realistic expectation for Maxi if he continues to develop like he is. Hmm. What do you think? Well, I think the trajectory that Maxi's on right now tells you that he could surpass him. If you look at Bradley Beal's numbers, his first two season two seasons in the NBA, mm-hmm. he had 13 points a game, actually 14. And then he yeah. jumped to 17, three-point percentage, 38%, 40%, which is kind of where Maxi was. It's kinda, pretty comparable. Maxi made the bigger bigger leap in year two, but if yeah. you probably compare their year two stats, they're probably pretty similar. Yeah. Don't die on me now, Uriah. For those yeah. that are listening, Uriah's dealing with a little bit of a bug. But I'm fighting through it. He's fighting through it for you guys, for you guys. Listen, Lucas is – I can't even count on my two hands how many times Lucas was under the weather, but he he stuck it out for the podcast. So I'm, I, I I'm did following you your footsteps, man. Hey, man, I'm just, I'm not a role model. <laughs> Who's that, Charles Barkley? <laughs> yeah, that was Charles Barkley, yeah. yeah. Are you ready to transition? Caught. Yeah, uh, let's go to the rest of the stuff going around the league, dude. Okay, so the next part – We're just going to go down the line of all the news that was broken today on ESPN, Woj, Shams. So we'll start with a huge trade, Lucas. The Hawks, according to Woj, the Hawks Mm -hmm. are sending three first-round picks and a future pick swap to the Spurs to pair with – to pair – oh, man, I'm just reading this verbatim. Look, DeJounte Murray was traded to the Hawks, so now he's going to be teaming up with Trey Young. What do you think about that trade? So there's two ways to look at this trade. You could look at the value that the Hawks got. They sent three first round like multiple first round picks. I think about two first two first and a, um and a pick swap, right? Along with Danilo Gallinari. Good rotation player, but a little bit past his prime for DeJounte Murray. Look on a value standpoint, the the, the Hawks won this one by far. Mm-hmm. DeJounte, you know, in his early 20s, all-star already, one of the – looks almost like the second coming of Westbrook, but not nearly as athletic, but with a better, you know, jumper. And, you know – That's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Near triple-double last season, 22 points, like eight or nine assistant rebounds. Like, he's a – and he's a defensive stalwart. Right. So, when I thought about this trade – from a fit standpoint, for the Hawks, it doesn't make sense to me, Uriah. Yeah. And you could say, oh, they're trying to be like, you know, Allen Iverson and Eric Snow back in the old days. 
fair enough. But here's the difference. Eric Snow was not a ball-dominant player. DeJounte Murray and Young are. How do you, And then if you take Murray off the ball, which I know he played at times with other point guards like Derek White, but Derek White was more of a shooting guard, let's be real. It just it doesn't it doesn't fit naturally for me. And from the Spurs perspective, look, you're developing young talent. I don't know why you wouldn't keep Murray. That that just doesn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't you keep Murray? Like he's a young all-star. He's the best thing you've had since Kawhi Leonard. Like, why wouldn't you keep him? It doesn't make sense to me. That that just seems like a boneheaded move for me. Unless they're trying to go after Aiton, which maybe, but I don't think Aiden's going to solve their problems. You would want to pair Aiden and Murray. You wouldn't want to – I don't know, man. Unless they really believe in Josh Primo. No, DeJounte Murray is probably the only player that fans in Spurs are, are paying to see, in my opinion. There's nobody else on the team. I, I, I saw one tweet saying that they, if they traded – a Spurs fan tweeted that if they traded Murray, he would turn back in his 21 jersey. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm looking at Gallinari's contract right now. 22-23 is the final year of his contract. The Hawks dumped it. He's making $21.4 million. I would assume that he might get bought out and go to a Yeah, yeah they're thinking the, the yeah. are interesting. Yeah, and, and I would say the comparison, you mentioned AI and Snow. I, as a more, I guess, current-day comparison, I'm thinking it's just like the player we just talked about, Beal and Wall, two very – ball dominant guards Beal was playing off the ball at one point but if you're talking about that i was thinking more of james harden uh russell westbrook oh, okay yeah i think that's that's a, a a more appropriate comparison look they could they make it work sure if, if they put their egos aside and they created a system where both players could thrive or take turns being off ball on ball on ball fine and plus don't forget atlanta is is trying to according to reports they're trying to figure out what they can get for John they're, Collins. Yeah, so they're not they're, done yet. They're, 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 yeah, the report's saying they're not done yet. They're, they're not done on. yet. So maybe they can find someone that, that might fit in the system with those two guys. We'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. So let, let's go to the next uh, big news where the Sacramento Kings, uh, they dealt for Dante DiVincenzo, uh, I guess, last season. They're declining an offer to bring him back. So that means he's an unrestricted free agent. What do you think about DiVincenzo and his options? My Delaware native brother. Yeah, wait, he, he's the Michael Jordan of, of Delaware. That's what they call Man, him. I don't, I don't know about that. But <laughs> look, at the end of the day, I'm happy that you, you don't have to go back to Sacramento, man. I'm happy for you. You don't you don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. But yeah. And you know what? I would love to have him in our $4.1 million biannual. But look, he's probably going to get paid elsewhere. He was – he was starting for a championship level team two years ago. Once he got traded from the Bucks to the to the Kings, his stats went back to where his they normally were, were even though he had a down year overall. Mm-hmm. So I think he's and even um, Woj said that you know he's going to have a lot of you know people interested. I'm I'm interested if you could get him with Melton and Shake as your backcourt depth. Ooh, that's going to be something good, Uri. Let me tell you something. But I think other teams are going to be able to outbid the Sixers for his services. To be honest, and he yeah. probably wants to start, and that wouldn't happen in Philly. So that being said, all that being said, what are the Kings thinking? If they're trying to win a, if they're trying to get into the playoffs, 
DiVincenzo was arguably their best shooting guard on that team. Like, seriously, I don't even know who the, who the shooting guard option was. They got rid of Buddy Heald finally. But, like, who else is there? Are you going to start Mitchell and Fox together? Because that's no shooting at all. Yeah. Keegan Murray's a rookie. Who knows what you're going to get out of him? Harrison Barnes is stuck there. Poor guy. Yeah. And then you got Sabonis, who's good, but, like, he's not going to anchor your defense. I, I, And then I feel bad for Sean Holmes being stuck on the bench there, too. That's not fair to him. Um, but, yeah, this was a bad move by – by the Kings because it doesn't sound like they're going to bring him back or if they if they do they're going to have to offer him a lot of money but it didn't sound like in the report they were going to look they're interested in bringing him back yeah I, I agree I think at this point of his career he believes that he's a starter he mm-hmm. has the tools he can penetrate he can drive he can shoot the basketball he's a good defender where he goes I don't think Anybody really has a clue except maybe him and his agent, obviously. Could the Sixers use his services? I like your point about adding him as depth. But with with, uh, potentially P.J. Tucker coming in, I don't think we'd be able to sign him. But I wouldn't mind having him on the Sixers. Let's talk about uh, another player. We mentioned him, I think, two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Another young team, Oklahoma City. I think they have a bright future, probably five five to six years down the line. But there's a young player who I'm surprised – they declined his his team option, and that was Lou Dort. So, what's your what's your feeling on Lou Dort? So, from what I've seen about the reports, the intention is to sign him to a long term deal. Oh, they are going to bring him back. Okay, I, that's that's what I understand from the intention. Like, no team in their right mind would not bring back Lou Dort. He averaged like sixteen points a game last season on pretty good shooting. He's a two in the making of a two way star. I liked him coming out of college. I was surprised he didn't go drafted. He okay. This might sound crazy, but he kind of reminds me of like Baby Kawhi. Ouch! Be careful there. <laughs> no, but I mean, in all seriousness, long, athletic wing, not quite as big, but known as a defensive stopper early on in his career, has made big strides as an offensive player. There's no outside of Shea Gilgis Alexander. There's really no pecking order mm-hmm. in OKC yet, so he can continue to grow his game. Josh Giddy's more of a, a like role player. I I don't see Josh Giddy becoming like a superstar. Like uh Chris would say otherwise. You know, well, <laughs> as long as I don't offend Poku, he'll be okay. Okay. That 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 being said, like I the Thunder are gonna be really interesting. He's probably gonna be back. I'm I as much as I would love to see him in a Sixers uniform, look, the the mid level exception that we have would not be enough to sign him. If he goes elsewhere, he's going to probably make at least fifteen to sixty million a year, if not twenty million. I could see a team throwing that at him. He's that good. I could see that. I could see that too. All right, let's go to the next team, the New York Knox. Yeah, I said that because I spelled it wrong. I, I gave him crap for that before yeah, we started the podcast. But I, I get a little slack because I'm under the weather. Spike yeah, Eskin was coming at me, making me feel nervous. So I. You know, that's why I was messing up with the keyboard. But anyway, either the New that, York Knicks. Either that or you just get back at Jack for all the crap he talked about. The <laughs> Jack Settlement, yes. Yeah, shout out to Jack, CEO of Snapback Sports. Uh, so the Knicks, Lucas, ESPN reported that they traded, they are trading Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to Detroit, former Sixers, 
unloading salaries that allows for the Knicks to make a near maximum contract offer to guard Jalen Brunson once free agency opens on Thursday. What are your thoughts on what New York is doing? Look, Noel was out of the rotation before the end of the season. They they really like Jericho Sims there. So trading Noel makes sense. He's a, he's a quality backup. He really is. Um, he should have taken that Dallas contract when he had the chance. That being said, he's going to be fighting for some minutes in Detroit with Isaiah Stewart and their uh, rookie, who is it, Duran? Is it Josh Duran? Or, yeah, no, I think it's a Duran. Something. I don't remember his first name, but point point being is he's going to be fighting for minutes there, but he's going to be a good mentor, which is crazy to think that Nerlens Noel is like that veteran mentor. Like he's, I think he's 29 now, 28, 29. And like we remember baby Noel. Yeah. And it's just uh, full circle, man. You know, you're getting old if you remember these rookies now becoming veteran, like. Baby, you said baby noel you mean the same baby. noel that was always late to the plane and was doing mischievous hey, things <laughs> hey you know what if javel mcgee can be a, a championship mentor to other teams so uh, can no uh, remember the king, remember, the king of shacked in a fool i was gonna say remember javel mcgee in his early days and his antics in in washington gosh that was that was quite a time. That was hilarious. That was a hilarious mm-hmm. time. But hey, back to Nerlens. How bad do you have to be to lose minutes to Taj Gibson? Taj Gibson is what like. 42? I don't think it has. I don't think it has. First off, we don't. Who knows the true age of Taj Gibson? <laughs> I think he came in as a 26 year old rookie, if I remember correctly. You can tell and by that his hairline. Yeah, and that yeah, was when Carlos was still in the NBA. By the way, his sons look really good. I've seen some clips of his twin sons. Oh, my gosh. They're going to be NBA. Oh, Boozer has twin boys? Okay. Yeah, they're in high school, too. They're, like, 14. One is, like, a guard at, like, six foot two, and the other one's six nine, and they both wow. look good. Yeah, they, cool. they tore up a pair of uh, Bronny Jr.'s teammates Yeah. So, in a game. But, anyway, um, getting back to Noel here. Look, I don't think Noel's bad. Look. Tom Thibodeau has his guys. Yeah. And I also think he dealt with injury this year. Alec Burke started a good, you know, chunk of games. He's clearly a veteran that can help a team win. I mean, help some young players. And I think that's why they brought him into Detroit. I, I expect both of them to stay in Detroit. I think they're going to be good veteran uh, mentors for this young core. So, yeah, I think it's good. I, think I feel it's bad. Great. I feel bad for Burke's. If you think about NBA careers and guys getting older and you're looking at ladders that they want to climb in terms of contending teams, he went from being traded from the Golden State Warriors to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Warriors sucked that year. Yeah, but had he been there in another year or two, he would have been on a contender. But now he's going to be on the lowly Detroit Pistons. Come on, this guy is going to be a mentor. Look, look, the Pistons are going to be a problem. That backcourt is going to be something scary we, with Ivy and Kate I Cunningham. I don't know. I don't know. I Kate's, like Kate's Ivy. Kate's got to learn how to shoot. I like Kate's Sadiq Bay. not a bad shooter. He Once after the first couple of uh, months in the season, by the end of the year, he was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that backcourt can be special. And Sadiq Bay is no joke. I like look, Sadiq Bay. I would he like might him be, on the Sixers. You know who he kind of reminds me of? A better shooting Luol Dang. Dang, that's your boy. <laughs> I agree with that. 
I I, I see a Luol Dang there, but that's just okay. me. Okay. Right. Let's get, right. yeah, yeah, let's get to the next part. The next part is the Wizards. No, not not Beal. We're talking about a deal in which they are basically bringing in Will Barton and Monte Morris from Denver. In exchange, Denver gets Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith. What's your take on what the Wizards are thinking with this deal? So before we get to the Wizards, let me get to the Nuggets here. Um, okay. They've been really coveting KCP for a while now, and they finally got him. He's a really good fit in that starting five as a 3 and D wing at the small forward spot. So I like that. Or you can play him at shooting guard if you want to. Honestly, it's, you know. Who was their point guard when Jamal Murray was out? That was Monte Morris. But let me explain why they did this trade. So they got rid of Monte, and Monte's not bad by any stretch of the night. He's an upper-tier backup center point guard in the NBA. But Bones Highland, for you, Sixers fans know this for a fact, Bones Highland has that spark. Oh. And – could does he be play point though. He's more like a, he does. He does. He's a no. Owens Highland is a backup. Okay, point guard. So I didn't. I didn't see that that dribble drive uh, handles that I look for a point guard. I saw him shooting the lights out at the Wells Fargo. Center. But that's all you need to do with Jokic. With Yo, you know that's a good point. He's the look Jamal Murray. If he was on any other team, he'd be a combo guard. He's not a point guard. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, I agree. The other thing that I have to mention is that now that it, when this trade becomes official, fun fact, Uriah, Ishmith, former Sixer, will be the player that has played for the most NBA teams in of all time with 13 no. teams Ish on his. Ishmith Ish has no. played for 12 teams, about to be 13, and that will break the record of any other NBA player. Okay, so he will leave with some type of accolades. That's Good for Ish, player. man. Yeah. I, I'm happy for Ish. Yeah. If nothing else, he has that. Good for him. So, that being said, let's go look at the Wizards now. Will Barden is, you know, he's kind of a live or die. He's a streaky scorer, but when he's hot, he's hot. And Beal needs more help with the scoring. Let's let's be real about that. And Monte Morris is better than Ishmith or Howell Neto, who's been their backups for the past two years. They drafted a point guard. What was his name? Johnny Davis? I think that's what his name was. I'm not 100% sure. I know it was Johnny. But they they need to have a good mentor. Monte's that. He's good. He's solid. Why not? I think it's I think it's a good trade. It's a win-win for both teams. Wait, Johnny Davis, the, the guy that's in the, the Taco Bell commercial? Is that no, not that. No, no. Okay. No, no. Sure? no, no. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. Yeah, <laughs> well, we know where your mind is. It's on your stomach. Oh, um, hungry. I am hungry. Like, I wouldn't mind going for a chalupa and a quesadilla. But anyway. see, I like the I like the nacho fries, man. Personally, I like the nacho fries. I like the nacho fries. Do you ever get those little cinnamon twix things? Oh, you mean the cinnamon delights with the little cream on the inside? No, the little cinnamon. Oh, the, sticks. oh, they're, oh, oh, you mean the fake churros? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I hate when they don't put enough sugar and cinnamon on there. It makes me. And it's just kind of like a stale around. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, that, but uh, uh, did you want to keep going about Wizards? Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, that's all I really had there. All right. So the final player that we're going to talk about tonight is a player who 
after winning a championship with Milwaukee two seasons ago, you would think that he would uh, want to stick around. But Bobby Portis has declined his player option with the Bucks. Any thoughts on that? Could he stay with the Bucks and try to continue the win? Of course he could. And I, I'm not going to say that that's out of the realm of possibility. But the payday that he's lined up for himself with his play with the Bucks for the past two years, somebody's going to overpay. He could make uh, like close to 20 mil a year if he wanted to. Because, like, honestly, I think he's a starting big in the NBA now. I think he's learned how to be that grit and grind defender that he didn't have prior to getting to Milwaukee. And he's a stretch big. He can average any, like, I think his season in Chicago before he went to the Bucks. I think it was Chicago. Yeah, he was in Chicago, and then he went to Washington for a couple games, and then the Knicks. Yeah, but he was a, a very good scorer. I think for his career, he's averaged about four, uh, no, 11 points a game, but – there were a couple seasons that he averaged around 14. And even this past season, he averaged around 14, being a starter for the majority of the season. So, like, he's a 14 and, like, 8 type of guy when he gets minutes that he deserves. Like, that's really good. You Like, that's better than most centers in the NBA. So, I, I think he could go for a big payday. I wouldn't blame him for it. Yeah. Why not? I, I think I, if, you- and it would certainly help it. the Sixers if if he left. It would help the Sixers if he left. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think you now that you looked at his points, his rebounds. He only averaged twenty eight point two minutes a game last season. Mm-hmm. And check this out, man. This is astounding to me. All right, not last season, but the season before, he averaged forty seven percent from three on two point four attempts per game. Look, yeah. if a team's going to overpay, it's for that that potential and that potential mostly the fact that he can stretch the floor hit those corner threes we saw it enough in philadelphia when he when he played us so yeah you're right i mean he's make he would make 4.3 million this season but i would like to see him in portland i would like to see him in portland with dame i think he fits their timeline he's 27 years old he can stretch the floor yeah can still you know he's versatile defensively he's i think he's an upgrade over uh Nurkic, I mean, Nurkic, to be honest. Yeah, I, I give him a shot. Sure. If you can get him instead of Nurkic, I would do it in a second. Well, we'll see how much money they have left over. They're going to give Damian Lillard two years, I think, $100 million, something like that. Uh, something like that. And then they still got to extend Anthony Simons as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and don't forget about Jeremy Grant now, too. He's up for an extension. Yeah, he's going to want his money. So, yeah, I don't know if Bobby yeah. can fit under their cap. But if they could, that would be an interesting team. Oh, yeah. I, I think that would be a good fit for him. Yeah. I don't think there's been any other major movement, Uriah, unless I'm missing something. I can't remember any other major. Those were the top ones. Yeah. Um, I'm sure some minor ones. Is there uh, Before we get going, Uriah, is there any other teams that you think we should fans should be looking at going into free agency tomorrow night is any other teams to, to yeah besides the six yeah 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 yeah. like any other teams make looking to make a big splash or something like that or free agents that could change landscape maybe yeah i think patty mills he declined, he declined an it. option now that doesn't necessarily mean he wants to leave maybe he wants to restructure he's open team. he's open to coming back but he's definitely going to search look at his option yeah 
Yeah, hey, look, if the Sixers could get Patty Mills, that would be fun. That would be really good. And as far as, oh, you know what I forgot to put on here? What? There was a, a former play, former Sixer wearing a Phillies hat on vacation. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. Please tell me. Oh, he's a former center who was part of the Ben Simmons trade. Part of the Ben. Oh, Drummond, Drummond. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a photograph of him floating around on the internet of him being on vacation wearing Phillies hat, and everyone is all obviously jumping to conclusions like, "Oh, Would he's coming back." Before? Would you use the four or the biannual exception on him? Good question. Uh, I, I, I might. Uh, I would because if Embiid gets hurt again in any Like case, I love Paul Reed. I love Paul Reed. And yeah. this is not Paul Reed's slander, but Drummond is still better at this point. Oh, Especially the guy will get you – he'll get you 15 boards and like eight points, and that's all you really need when you have Harden and all these – other players uh, and they probably score even more now that he has a person that can set him up like Harden. Yeah, he just has to stop giving the peace sign as he's about to dunk on the fast break because yeah, no, no, no more, no, no more behind the back stuff, Andre. No yeah, he does some weird, some weird stuff that it, you know what? Uh, it, it's a Javale. It's like a Javale. Yeah, exactly. No, no. exactly. You got to take the good from the bad. What about you? Any teams you're looking out for? Any teams. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Malcolm Brogdon. Indiana still shopping. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you know what? Here's another thing that I've been hearing. They could be trading Miles Turner for Aiden. Sign and trade. Okay. That could work for both teams. Wait, who went to, who went, who from Sacramento went to the kit, went to Indy? I forget. Halliburton. Oh, that's right. So, okay. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to keep both those guys. Yeah, no, they're, they're, Indiana's going full rebuild. You trade, I, I, you definitely can't keep because you just drafted another uh, wing, like another shooting guard, and you had, uh, Chris Duarte from last year, too. I don't, I don't remember who they drafted, but yeah. Um, I, I, Malcolm Brogdon is going to be traded. I just don't know where and I don't know to who. He's going to make a big difference wherever he goes. Also, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Victor Oladipo, though. I think ultimately he comes back to Miami. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Yep. Go ahead and play something, man. <laughs> okay. Next time you hear from us, we'll have plenty more to talk about trades and signings around the NBA. The next time you hear from us, we will have a special guest. That guest will be, should I just tell him? Just tell him. I'll just tell him. All right, we will be having, oh, who we have? <laughs> dude, dude. Uh, I Noah. can't even spell the New Noah. York Knicks right. I, it's no, late. Noah Levick. You're like... having Noah Levick come on, everybody. Noah Levick. I'm so yes. sorry. I'm so sorry. My phone just if I had the drum, If I had the, you know, the little sound effect things i would give you a really bad one right now for that i know you would you would like boo me you would boo me nah, no 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 it'd be like a yeah that's one i'm rattled because spike came at me on on twitter but anyway do you, you need a hug i, I need therapy I, I need to go see someone i don't have that degree i need to unload all my emotions but anyway so next time you'll hear from us we will have noah levick on the Sixer Sense, and we'll talk more Sixers, trades, all that good stuff. Please don't forget to subscribe where you get your podcasts. Until next time, you guys take care out there.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.